0: You're listening to The Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takara Martin, counselors,
1: authors of The Soul Ties Detox, and founders of The Soul Ties Healthy Love Club. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote self-love for singles, and support strong, healthy relationships for couples. Here on The Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your questions. So join us weekly on Facebook Live, where we look forward to interacting with you live and on air. Do you have a burning question to send us? then go to relationshipgoals.tv that's relationshipgoals.tv now let's get into into today's today's episode We are in and Kara Martin. This is not our podcast day, but we do host a little show that you can find on iTunes and on SoundCloud and on Stitcher called The Soul Ties Podcast. We are relationship counselors and authors of Journey to Freedom, The Soul Ties Detox. Okay, this is our platform to answer your questions um, about all things relationships. And since it's Sunday. We gonna call this soul Ties sunday because let we, we asking and we an, we're answering all the questions that we are getting about soul ties here in our inbox and in our online community so we're like listen let's just knock it out we're gonna get on sunday and we're, we're dubbing this soul tie sunday is it gonna be every sunday maybe maybe not but at least for right now we're jumping in and we're talking all things soul ties answering some of your questions dispelling some myths okay and introducing you to all the resources that we have to help you finally break free all right
0: absolutely now um as we always say whenever we read these questions please be kind and considerate here are the room rules this must be a safe place people reach out to us because they trust us they reach out to us because they feel that we are kind and they are safe to be vulnerable in whatever they're going through we can't do that without you you guys provide a great and fantastic atmosphere we're always grateful for you so let's just go ahead and keep it along yes and make sure that anyone new comes in and you know just watch our backs for us all right yeah. now if we do respond if you do respond to anything, please respond with compassion. Listen, the right, uh, the right answer with the wrong tone can create chaos in someone's spirit and in their emotions. Right. And you don't want to be going around hurting feelings if you really are here yes. to help. And finally, if you're the one who are receiving an answer, sometimes you receive answers that may be a little bit um, along the lines of correction or, or guidance. And we just ask you to receive it. Uh, fully, we We're ask you to receive it, <laughs> right, and and don't be offended by a correction. We are we live in a day and a time when no one wants to be told anything that they're wrong, and and while we don't want to say anything biting, we always want to speak the truth. Does that make sense?
1: It does. I just want to give a shout out to rashana who says the Healthy Love Club is amazing. She's learning a lot on her self love journey. So yay!
0: Absolutely. As a matter of fact, do you want to mention just real quick? Um, um, that's connected to today.
1: Um, we'll talk about it tomorrow later. But fantastic. Yeah, a lot of these questions um we at least we've got a few that came from the Healthy Love Club where we help you journey from heartbreak to hold us into dating and into healthy relationships. Um right. we're walking you through every month something new, something exciting. And this month we're on the journey of self-love. Um Absolutely. but yes, that's in the healthy love club. Um and again, we'll get into all of that, but if you happen to leave here before we're done tonight TheHealthyLoveClub.com is where you can go easily and and find us there.
0: Okay. Absolutely. Or you can click on the link in the description. The link in the description um, is right there for you. Let's go ahead and answer these questions. We have about three of them, and I think we can answer them pretty um, pretty quickly. And then we'll get to you guys' questions. We won't take up too much of your Sunday evening as you're preparing for the anxiety as you are anxiously preparing for your Monday morning. You ready for the first question, babe? Yes. Fantastic. The first question is, "Hello, I have a question. Are soul ties sometimes one-sided or are they experienced from both sides since the souls are one?" That's a good question and it's kind of a common question. I told I actually told her I said, "Listen, we're going to use this because you are not the only person who asked that kind right. of question." And we understand, we want you to come we want to come to you and understand that as we answer this, we're not answering it from the side of the myth. Keep in mind that there is a myth out there that says tol- uh, souls tie up like garments. Yeah, and you could lose a piece of yours to someone else, or they could lose a piece of them to you. It's very confusing. As it can be very extremely confusing for people who actually deal with these things, and that's been our very uh, that's been our specialty in guiding people through this. So let's understand it from this standpoint: healthy soul ties. Are, we are supposed to have healthy soul ties. We are built right. for soul ties, and and we'll talk more about that later. We are built to have those internal connections with someone intimate in our lives, right. and affectionate in our lives. Now, right. what happens is is that yes, you can have only one side. It could be a one if it's a one sided relationship. You more than likely you'll have a one sided soul tie um, that basically one person suffers the pain of the breakup one person suffers the pain of the divorce one person suffers the pain of the absence of the other yes ma'am
1: um and and I think I definitely want to clarify something because I think um we may be the only person that appears to be suffering too right So a lot of times it's okay why am I the only one suffering well maybe you're not seeing what the other person is going through or what they've gone through or perhaps they went through that prior to you you know sometimes a relationship kind of slowly dies slowly disintegrates and you go through a lot of your weeping and moaning and then then you end the relationship absolutely and then you've kind of already detached but that other person who kind of got stunned with it yeah it's like you know what they're the person that's suffering because it just now hit them
0: and they're one catching up
1: and and they're the one catching up Yes, absolutely
0: no that's very important and so there are very there are many many situations where there are one-sided soul ties in most cases that we've come across and that we've helped people and we walk people through those one-sided soul ties or those one-sided connections are mostly on the side of the one women, about ninety percent of our cases yeah. um, are mostly women, and we'll, kind of, we'll we'll touch on that later with another question. Um, yes, ma'am.
1: Okay, no, go ahead, and finish. I'm, I'm.
0: Okay, and so when you have a uh, two-sided soul tie, generally it, it works. Uh, it, it's it's a, it's a soul tie, but uh, one side is vulnerable mm-hmm. and affected and broken yeah the other side is what we call the influencer side that's the side that is connected but they're connected by the habit of being in control of the other person right and so what happens is is you have one side who is vulnerable who's broken who's hurt who's emotionally just out there and wants the relationship back and then you have the other side which is and many times the male but we've seen it be the female right who are who are utilizing Who are used to that connection and they even if they moved on, they don't like they do not like and I know we got other questions on that, but they don't like uh, not having that control. They're addicted to that control. They're addicted to that habit of the other person.
1: Yes. One of the things that we definitely deal with when we're going through the soul ties detox courses, people are like, okay, they left me. Why do they still want to know what I'm doing? Why do they still want to know what I'm up to? Why do do they still want to know who I'm dating? Why do they still, you know, uh, want to call me? And why won't they leave me alone? And it's because, yes, Kenyon always says this. You are not the only one with the tie. And for those of us who have left a toxic relationship, an abusive relationship, those are the times where we see their tie, um, began to manifest. Because they're being mean and malicious and evil doesn't mean that that's not the tie. Their connection and their even addiction to you manifests in them controlling you, them manipulating you, them getting to see that they still have a hold on you. So just because it doesn't look like they're crying and sackcloth and ashes and oh my God, girl, please take me back. No, it looks the same way it did for the same reasons that you were leaving them control, manipulation, abuse all that
0: absolutely you ready to go to the next question because there I'm are questions coming go, in um, if you can monitor those for me because so, I can't keep up
1: yeah I'll definitely try to monitor. <laughs> so if I'm looking over here, is because I'm trying to copy and get all of your questions guys so I'm not ignoring um, Kenyon while he's talking okay
0: no problem the second question why doesn't anyone talk about men having soul ties. Mm. Why don't why are most of the soul ties are women having soul ties? Um, that's an interesting question, but mm-hmm. that's very true. Many people who are actually out there talking about it or actually writing on it or all that literature well, whatever they're 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 creating about it is usually targeted towards women. Now, it's not because women are more spiritual. It's not because right. men have no souls. Uh-huh. It's not because there's some super secret ultra spiritual thing going on in the womb. It's not. It's 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 it's, it's not a woman seed thing. Okay, what it is is that um, we are created. We we are built physically, mentally, yes. and emotionally. Okay, soul ties connect us physically, mentally, and emotionally. You with me? And so what happens is is that women are more emotional emotionally aware, they're more emotionally articulate, and they're more emotionally responsive. So what happens is is that women move in the direction of let's fix this. I'm broken. I'm hurt. And women are more uh, able, or or is is easier to be vulnerable for women. And so women show themselves and they 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 go to the altar. They they do everything they can to to deal with that particular hurt. Does that right. make sense? Yes. Does not mean mean that men are not struggling. Men struggle with emotions silently.
1: Right, right, right. Men
0: right. deal with emotions in a very silent way because our articulation generally in most men we don't have a good language for it. What we do have a good language for is security. Um we we have a mental and physical uh, disposition towards securing what we think. Is ours. So, what men do is they typically articulate in the in the um, in the uh, message of emotion, right? Or in the language of emotion. Uh, I'm sorry, in the language of anger. Pardon me. Uh, And then we become very aggressive, very controlling, Mm. very securing, trying to take back what is ours, trying to get what we feel like we've lost. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Now, in many cases, it may again, like you had mentioned earlier on, and we're going to talk about this. In many cases, like you mentioned, like earlier on, men tend to move forward, but don't mistake just because they're not speaking that emotional language that that's not that they're not still connected, and that they're not being impacted, and they're not that they're not being impacted. I think what happens is is because there's so much um, literature out there, there's so much uh, uh, mythology out there surrounding it, we focus more on who is emotionally vulnerable, who's actually showing. And we really don't deal with men who are behind closed doors mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, hurting or, or, or living in this level of desperation that they don't know what to do. And they're even worse off, depending on who they are, because they don't have uh, any kind of emotional Uh, a language they don't know how to touch base with that or how to reach out to get it fixed or get help get someone's help for it
1: yeah i think a a lot of women when we ask these questions can it be you know two-sided why aren't we ever talking about men dealing with soul ties and breaking soul ties and and the truth is we do but like Kenyon said men don't really reach out for help that often because they don't even realize what it is that they're going through absolutely and even when they see this played out let's say in church and pastors are like oh, who needs to break a soul tie come to the altar nothing but women are going up so then as a man how is he supposed to know that that's impacting him too? number one improper teaching of what soul ties are but then also there's not a lot of people out there showing men how to connect and deal with their emotions properly as women right. we're asking these questions we're saying all of us flock to the altar and go to the prayer meetings and joining all these women's study groups and even been taking the soul ties detox class and it's like why aren't any men in here because honestly as a woman i want to know that i'm not the only one hurting i'm not the only one that wants to know that listen when you walked away or when this relationship ended whatever the reason was did you feel anything for me did i mean nothing right like why is it that i'm the only one that's being affected by this because if i know that at least you're hurting too then it makes me feel a little bit better that it wasn't just me in love in this. Right. But that's also then how we end up letting them come back in. Because as soon as they come back with, Hey, big head, Hey, I'm sorry. I would have done you better, but this, it then opens the door that says, okay, well maybe they did feel something Yeah, and we get right back in that cycle again. Absolutely.
0: But also on the other end of that, I think men have been left out of the uh, conversation except for being the antagonist in the conversation. in in other words that men are not um men do suffer and men do uh do are are recipients of being broken yeah you see what i'm saying yeah and we and we tend to talk about men more in the sense that they're the ones who's doing the breaking breaking yeah and mostly because that's who we're talking we're talking to women who've been broken but if you've if you're like us and you had the opportunity, at least me had the opportunity to reach out to men who have dealt with this, who don't know what to do. They want her back. They don't know why she's treating, you know, if you've dealt with this type of scenario, then you really realize that men are not just the, um, they, they, they're they just they're not the ones who do all the damage they mm-hmm. are damaged and what happens is male or female after being damaged like this after being torn asunder emotionally after being broken in, in a very real way
1: mm-hmm. you go
0: on to break others hurt people who really do hurt people as they say yes. you see what I'm saying yes okay um, did we did we answer that
1: I think we answered that
0: okay you really you' ready to go to the last one
1: yeah let's go to the last question we got
0: okay because I know we got a few others that you just that you got pinned up so yeah let's go ahead and do that real quick uh, when it comes to soul ties why do men seem able to move on so quickly so
1: <laughs>
0: let me ask you because we have a lot of women in here let me get let me ask you all how many of you have broken up with the guy and found that he can move on extremely quickly. And that was a hurting experience.
1: Not just move on. You didn't re updated your relationship status. She is your profile picture. My friend seeing y'all all out together, like everything. She'd have met the family already. Like, you know, this my new boo and you know, hashtag upgrade all of this and you're stuck over here crying again crying suffering hurting wondering what you did wrong but then you've got to deal with the hurt of it seems like he's trying to hurt me even more
0: right or he seemed like he's looking to to um to show me that yeah. he's moved on yeah so the answer to that is this and, and this is the uh this is the true answer here mm-hmm. a man who's actually invested into a relationship who's connected within a relationship Um, Nine times out of 10, he is affected by the relationship. He's affected by the soul tie. Absolutely. Men do something just a tad bit different than women. Women spend time crying themselves through the situation. They spend time living through the situation. They spend time healing through
1: the situation. Uh Okay, here's what men do. Hey y'all, Takara here. Are you enjoying this? Are you listening to us in your headphones right now and saying, oh my God, yes, that's me? Well, guess what? The Soul Ties Detox course is now available in the Soul Ties Healthy Love Club. When you become a member, you not only get access to the course, but you'll also get the Soul Ties Detox book for free. So you can jump right on in Netflix style and get on your journey to healing from heartbreak to wholeness. There's other stuff in there too, but we just wanted to let you know that if you need some help right now, beginning your journey to healing, the Soul Ties Detox course is available for you. So go ahead, visit thehealthyloveclub.com and join today. That's thehealthyloveclub.com and get in there and start on your journey to freedom.
0: men self medicate through the situation. Yes. So what happens is is a man who's hurt, who has means and who has the ability will actually reach out and grab somebody to put in that place that that is empty. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they have someone to fill their physical needs. In most cases, they have someone to fill their um, because it's a brand new relationship. She's catering to him. She's doing everything that he needs her to do in order for him not to feel the break. Now, but here's the problem with that. Mm. There's a short window of time because those kind of relationships only last about six months to approximately two years. That's kind of the honeymoon stage or the honeymoon phase before he turns around and realizes, I'm hurt. And so she had, that chick has a window, that woman, that new woman, I'm sorry, has a window of time in order to impress upon that man. Yes. And, and, and take and replace the total impression of his ex. In other words, that's a long-winded way of saying, he rebounds. A man is apt to rebound extremely quickly. And the reason why is because he wants to fix the hurt rather than face the hurt. Makes sense?
1: Yes, ladies, raise your hand if you've ever been the subject of somebody's rebound. Hashtag me. Um, Here's the thing. Here's the thing that happens with that rebound. And you'll I think as women, we have to guard ourselves against the rebound because a lot of times we miss the key signs. No matter. We think that a rebound means that they're just getting with us a day, two weeks, two months after a breakup. It doesn't matter how long it's been since they've broken up with the person that that hurt them and that broke them what matters is is that i there's the fact that they haven't given themselves time to heal and process what happened during that breakup so you become the rebound regardless of how many um how long has how many how long time has passed after that breakup because you'll begin to notice a lot of things uh you know they'll ask you questions you ever cheated on a man before you ever, you know, just ghosted on a dude before they'll begin to ask you questions that pit you against the ex and trying to compare you to what the ex did. Mm-hmm. And then you notice the behavior in him to try to he's trying to protect himself from you from him ever getting hurt again. But also you begin to notice bits of insecurity because he has been left so unsecured in his manhood that it manifests his insecurity mm. in that relationship and, and and trying to figure out what can I do to make sure she don't do me like the last one, but really you become a victim of his insecurity because he has not properly dealt with that. And let me tell you right now, it is not your job to try to fix that. You cannot prove to him that you're not going to be her because as long as he's still seeing her and what she did and the effects of her and the impact that she's had on him, you are. he is always going to see you and compare you to everything that she did. Something very innocent and simple could be, turn into see my ex did that I knew you was just like that be very careful
0: and in many cases he's still reaching back out to the ex yes. Now it happens both ways but what I'm telling you is is that this is the we th- the reason why he appears to move on is because he's not emotionally vulnerable he's not emotionally available yes he's simply moving on to to supply the need that he has he fixes yes he fixes she heals while he fixes does that make sense yes and, and women rebound we talked to a lot of those cases as well but just to answer this particular question mm-hmm. does that make sense
1: makes perfect sense all right so let's get to some of the questions that oh wow um, Kiyosha I'm gonna ask you what do you mean by that um, the, her question that she just asked mm-hmm. um, what was it she said I think my husband is, the, is currently a rebound
0: do you mean that he's your rebound or you're his rebound? Yeah. That's what we Thank want to know. Um, she said she also said her ex cheated and and married his uh, married a woman he was cheating with. One of the things we recognize in relationships is that especially if there's if there's cheating or um, if there is a break in the relationship, one person is, is it goes along with what you said earlier. One person is going through a lot of the situation earlier. And so they've made decisions earlier, mm-hmm. and they've gone through whatever hurt or breaking or whatever decisions they, good and bad. Right, they can be totally wrong and still feel the wrong thing, but they still feel it, and they go through those things, and then they go ahead and move and make decisions early. We usually see it when women are like, "I'm done." When a woman's fed up type situation yeah. but that's because she's been there i know uh, that's probably the wrong
1: like person to quote but that's all right
0: right <laughs> that's probably the wrong direction to go but it, the truth is is that when someone who has a foot outside the door um and keep it outside the door especially in cheating because now you have that that level of balance you can you can do everything that you need to do before you let go of what you what you're planning on letting go of and then you make a space for yourself that's and 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 that's typically how that works, mm-hmm. um, and that's the reason why a lot of uh, cheaters end up kind of marrying um, or spending and being a long-term relationship with the women that they're cheating with. Yeah, but that's also why those only last many of them. Many of them. Uh, I think, a, a majority, about sixty percent of them, only last a few years because at that point, once that once that happens. If they haven't built a a, a particular foundation, uh, it's going to crumble.
1: Especially without God, let me tell you something.
0: It's, yeah, absolutely.
1: Listen, David and Bathsheba recovered; their relationship was strong. Okay, fine, we'll leave it at that. But when you are, your relationship is the product or the byproduct of an affair, of cheating, of infidelity understand that once that other relationship is over there's a whole new level of insecurity that steps in once you're now there's no more sneaking around okay we can be open about it there's a psychological shift that has to happen to even how you conduct your relationship but then after that it's got to be all all of this um re because it's like well the woman or the person who is was the person that you cheated with could be male or female how do i know you're not going to do that to me and vice versa how do you know how do i know that you're not going to go out and now be with another married person right whatever right there's so much that goes into that so it's like listen absent true true repentance because it was not right it did not begin right and then moving forward in in a new way
0: right right there there's a lot of there's a lot of healing there's a lot of breaking like there's a lot of breaking of of okay. I saw you do this for me, yeah. But will you do it to me? um You mentioned David and uh, David and Bathsheba and, and different doll. She said uh, I ain't no God in that. <laughs> ain't no God in that. But she also said, "Will this be up for replay? It will be for a little bit, and then we uh, take it down and put it in the podcast." Um, and you're absolutely right. And that's why he suffered so deeply. Yeah. That's why she suffered so deeply. He had to actually make it right because he lost a lot during that process. Yeah. And that's what generally happens with relationships that, and I know we kind of went off sideways on the cheating, but I wanted to make sure that that was, um, that that was answered because a lot of people are like, w- why does this happen? How, how, right. how does this person who cheated on me marry that other person? And also, Keisha, just to make Kiyosha, um, tell me if I'm pronouncing that right. I don't want to mess up your name. Um, I want to make sure that you understand this. Before we go any further, let me speak to you real quick and tell you that you are not responsible for his decisions. Yes. You are not responsible for his behavior. And oftentimes when someone chooses someone else other than us, trust us. Mm -hmm. we've both been there. when someone else true, someone, someone we love, someone we trusted, someone we were vulnerable to chooses someone else other than us. It's usually their issue, not ours. Now we may have participated in some of the dysfunction between us. Right. Yeah, sure. That's fine. I'll take that. But don't ever, ever, ever don't look down upon yourself. And I know it's been some time. So I know you may have gotten over it, but I want to make sure that I give you an encouraging word at this point that his, issue is not you it's him that was his behavior that was his bad behavior and you never have to answer to it and you never have to look yourself look down upon yourself because of it Amen. does that make sense yes. I want to make sure that that we get that
1: absolutely got that clear absolutely so we've got a question um, that was asked a little earlier from Chikara she says is there a toxic self-love soul tie
0: is it a toxic toxic self-love soul tie
1: Um. Can I start
0: yeah because I'm yeah 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 yeah
1: here's um here's what I think I think self-love is directly impacted by soul ties and when I say that it's I'm not gonna go as far as saying that there's a toxic self-love soul tie I think that's a tongue twister but what I will say is that how we were shaped the false beliefs about ourselves that we were raised with the false beliefs about ourselves that were infused in us by our peers by our family by our parents by how we grew up all of that has an impact on self-love and when we grow up in toxic families toxic relationships um even toxic churches These things have a direct impact on how we not necessarily, not just love externally, but how we love internally and within ourselves as well. Um, That's part of why we're doing this right now. Listen, in the Healthy Love Club tomorrow, and I'll plug this here because I think it's very important. Um, We are going to be helping you identify all of the types of soul ties that you have that have impacted you in this class tomorrow called soul ties one-on-one but it's only available in the club you'll click the link in the description to talk about it but i'm I'm saying this because i think a lot of times we miss the normal cues that happen in our life that has shaped us and created soul ties to whatever it is in our lives and it's like it doesn't necessarily we we won't call it a self-love soul tie but i will call it toxic love that you have learned to give other people as well as give yourself and that's something that you definitely need to address because it makes it very hard to receive love outside of this
0: amen so what Takara just identified for you is the broken self-love when you're when you're when when the way you perceive yourself is broken and is distraught and is strained and it's kind of twisted or perverted the way you see yourself because of soul ties the other side of this is is uh Self-love in the sense, in a very perverted sense, where you begin to be self-worshiping, where you begin to be narcissistic, where you begin to be tied up into yourself. That can be a that's a lifestyle type yes. soul tie. So when you begin to cater to yourself in a way that disregards anyone else, that has no charity or kindness towards anyone else, where you don't care, where you become so twisted that you begin to use control and and maneuver and manipulate other people and and you become the ultimate victim of those around you because they're not pursuing you. They're not perceiving you. They're not seeing you. So that's the other end of having a toxic soul tie to yourself or toxic self. And we don't want to call it self-love because self-love is something totally different. But we understand what you're talking about. And so uh, on on those two sides of it or or those two extremes, um, you can find you can find either your self-perception broken or you find yourself uh, self-worship.
1: Mm. does that make sense yes
0: um okay okay um someone asked uh go ahead because i I think i saw a question that i really like
1: okay well somebody said um so sierra asked why is it so hard to break sexual soul ties my ex and i broke up almost two years ago and that's the one thing i've had an issue with getting past
0: well, it depends. Uh we we're there are adults in the room, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, we're gonna ask you to tell your children to leave the room and put on their earmuffs.
0: <laughs> listen, to be very honest and to be very clear. If listen, if you are sprung, then that's gonna be the reason why. And and, and this is this is something that i I had a conversation about earlier this week yeah here's the reason why and everybody you sleep with you're sleeping with that person that you've been with that you miss yeah because you're attached to them Mm -hmm. now why is that the case again we're all built for soul ties we're built physically mentally and emotionally right physically once you have especially women especially women once you have that interaction that that sexual affection and that intimacy with a man and it's and, and and it helps when it's good. But even when it's not when you receive a man on that particular level and you've been vulnerable to him, you begin to generate things that God has built you with. Number one, you begin to generate chemicals in your body that creates that allows you to bond. And many people have been through our class; you understand what these are, like oxytocin. That's the same chemical that allows you to bond with your child while they're nursing. Yes, this allows you to bond with him. And so what happens is, what as you are open, and it doesn't matter whether you're sleeping with someone, it doesn't matter whether you're masturbating, as long as you're thinking about that one person that you were sprung on and it could be emotionally sprung it doesn't have to be just it was good but that you were sprung on and um you're continually you're you're perpetuating that connection to them another step is your neurology and i don't want to get too deep into this because this goes into tomorrow's class but your 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 neurology switches up your neurology changes your neural network changes to accommodate them in your life yep now here's the thing this is real deep your neural network changes up to accommodate the person who you've been sleeping with, right? Right. I've always said that men were physically sexual. Right. We we look, we see, we're aggressive, we love sex, but women are holistically sexual. That means you're sexual in many ways and you're sexual to the uh, to 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 uh, in a higher way, in a higher place than men. Yes. And just again, you know, uh kids with the earmuffs in sex where we talk about the G spot, right? Okay. There are more, more nerve endings in that place in a woman, in a woman <laughs> than on the tip of a male penis. Right. If your neural neural network is reconstructed to receive one person who touches that spot on a continuous basis or Emotionally, because you're more emotionally aware, and you're more able to be vulnerable, and you're more emotionally articulate, and you're more emotionally responsive. So, because you receive them, whether they're able to do that, now your mental neural network or the neural network in your brain is reconstructed to receive them. So, it's harder to break that because it's harder to break a habit. It's hard to break how you were remade by being with them. Mm. That's that's very physical. That's very much facts. It's hard to break how you were remolded by being with them. Soul ties are God's gift to us as we become one. If you're, and that's why we must guard them. That's why we guard our sex. Yeah. Yeah. We want to say no because it's wrong. Yeah. We could get to the wrong part, but if you want to be safe, Mm -hmm. your feelings to be safe, Mm -hmm. your emotions to be safe, your heart to be safe. If you don't want to be attached to someone else, yes, that that continues to mold
1: you by their presence
0: Uh uh-huh you don't want to form those
1: does that make sense it makes perfect sense and so you've answered why it's so hard to break yeah i'm gonna tell you though as women once you get over an ex especially if it's an ex who you got kids with and now you just can't stand them I don't care how good the sex was. I cannot stand you. And once I'm done with you emotionally, sexually, don't touch me either. Okay? And so I Very true. I will venture to say mm-hmm. that even if you are still affected by sexual soul ties, that's probably where you're missing it at, but I honestly believe that there is some emotional attachment left there too. Yes, because as women, as we are holistically sexual, there has to be something else that you're touching for us to want to let you touch us down there. Mm. There has to be a certain place that you're still inhabiting that makes us even want to think about sex with you anymore. So the process of getting over it is still going to be the same. And part of your process has to involve you no longer making your heart or your legs welcome to them anymore. OK, and, and honestly, that's what the soul ties detox will do for you and help you uncover. But I will say if it's I don't believe it's only sexual because of how we were designed and how we were made.
0: Absolutely. is not only sexual. It's definitely not only sexual. There's a lot of things that's kind of floating around on the Web and a lot of pretty pictures and a lot of great yeah, names. and yeah. A lot of that stuff. But when we sit back and we begin to one thing that you and I dealt with is wrestling with God and wrestling with the word and wrestling with how God made us and giving God the glory for making us in such a way that we can bond together. There are different ways in which we bond together. There are different ways that make us Um, Able to overlook certain things. For instance, Uh when you're in the early part of your relationship, your frontal lobe begins to shut down as far as the executive function. What that means is is that you stop seeing things that are red flags because you're so high on them. So what happens is is that you start making choices and decisions based upon what's getting you high emotionally, mentally, and definitely biochemically, and you stop making uh, decisions based upon what keeps you safe. Yes, this we are made like this. So when we in our honeymoon phase of our marriage, we can become, we become used to each other. We, we love on each other on a consistent basis. Yes. There's nothing, there's no way you could do any wrong so that later on, once that wears off and the real marriage begins, the conflicts begin, the the situations where we butt heads begin, we've already built an actual physically, mentally, and emotionally molded foundation along with spiritually, if you're a man and woman of God, that you come together and you say, we can handle this because I'm all about you and you're all about me. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes.
1: Amen. Yes. Yes. Somebody said y'all preaching tonight. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and receive <laughs> that. Kenya I'm not trying doing to doing his dang thing. I'm not trying to. Okay. So Nakia says, uh-huh. my husband thinks soul ties only come from a sexual encounter. I've been trying to explain it's more than that. With be with that being said, how do you figure out what the tie is if you're married and if you can be healed from it while you're still married? Um, go ahead. I'm gonna start it. <laughs> yes, you start. You started. I'm sorry, I'll start it. You finish it. Yes, ma'am. I
0: like it when you do that.
1: (laughs) So the, the first thing I will say is I think you're absolutely, you are absolutely correct. It can be uh, more than just a sexual encounter and more than just a sexual thing. How do you find out what it is? Join us tomorrow in the Healthy Love Club. (laughs) We're going Mm. to help you identify what those ties are and how you can then move forward from breaking them. But so many times we get caught up in relationships because we think we've prayed away a tie and we've been praying away the wrong thing. We're really, what we're trying to break free from is a byproduct of what really is the soul issue. Soul, S-O-L-E, not S-O-U-L, but you know, no pun intended. But really, so and so until you can uncover what the underneath undercover issue is for that tie, mm-hmm. it's hard for you to say, oh, I'm about to break this tie. So many times people keep having to go through our program because they don't know what it is that they, that needs to be broken right so I will say if you need to know how to uncover those join us tomorrow click the link in the bio Kenyan you go from here okay
0: that's a myth the, the reason why it's a myth is, be, again, is based upon how we're made, is based upon how we're created. Now, do you think that we have only affectionate relationships with people who we are intimate li- with or romantically entangled with? No, we do not. We have affectionate relationships with parents. We have affectionate relationships with friends. We have affectionate relationships with other people that can hurt us. And that's where you know or how you know or that's where you know that there's something going on. If I can't let go. Mm -hmm. of something someone has done to me that's close to me i'm not talking about just being petty i'm not talking about hater or whatever that that nomenclature is i don't i don't believe in those what if 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 someone hurt you or broke you somewhere along the path of your life and you can't let it go then they've molded you into that brokenness and when they mold you into that brokenness that's a connection to them yes that connection to them and it's something that you can't seem to let go of. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Now we'll talk more in detail on what those, we have three different areas of what those are, but we'll talk more in detail tomorrow, tomorrow, but that right there should give you an idea that it's not just about sex. That's the myth and that's what people pass on yeah and pass out and and i tell you what there's a lot of stuff going on out there and the reason why it continues to perpetuate is because the more we over spiritualize something the more we can make up what we want to make up about it Yes, if if i'm if i if i'm being honest the more we make something more esoteric the more mystical it is the more um uh um, uh, crazy it is the more we can begin to develop things that sound good Uh uh-huh but are not the case the reason why we know what is and isn't the case is because we've walked so many people through the process of breaking them
1: Mm -hmm. literally Mm -hmm. breaking
0: them and it's hard it's hard because you have to there's a place where where you want closure where you want to to to, uh someone to suffer where you want vindication where you can't stop thinking about them where you can't stop saying you love them when when you when you're when you're when you find yourself uh continuously broken by them or or, or or manipulated by them or influenced by them yes all these different areas it's hard to let that go and find your own closure on your own mm-hmm. and so that's the key right there that's what we begin to walk people through i'm sorry did i know that you did okay you did.
1: nailed it to the cross baby nailed it to the cross um Menzie asks what are all the things that are impacted from soul ties and why does it affect your thinking and behavior I think we touched on that just a little bit ago. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, it there, there are many things uh, can impact uh, soul ties. It, 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 it bothers or it affects your behavior because it's affecting you yeah. on a very real biological, biochemical, physical, emotional level. It's affecting you on all those different levels. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, you're being remolded in many ways to fit. To someone else right to connect with someone else for someone to be there uh, each and every day okay Mm -hmm. it's like it's like grief as a matter of fact yeah when someone when someone leaves your presence even if it's unfortunately a deceased person Mm -hmm. there's a connection there there's a tie there you're tied to them and that causes a grief it causes a breaking it causes mm-hmm. a causes a, you literally listen your brain is built in such a way that the absence of a person can be can be translated into pain into your own body yes because it knows something or someone is missing same thing happens with drugs When something is missing and your body knows it, it's gonna tell you that it's hurting. You don't know where it comes. We've had people get nausea, we've had people get sick, we've had people hurt, we've had people had crying fits, all these different type things. And we don't know where they come. They come from internally being molded to the person that had taken space in our lives at one point in
1: time. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, does that make sense, buddy? It makes perfect sense. Um Sarah asked a question. She said haven't heard from my ex in 4 months. He sent an email apologizing. Apolog- Sorry y'all. He sent an email apologizing for everything he did to me. He said he isn't expecting a response, but he has sent the same email 3 times. I appreciate the apology, but just no. <laughs> I will always love him, but I do not want him back in my life for any reason. Am I wrong for not responding?
0: No. This is an ex, right? yes ex-husband ex-ex-ex-ex long-term relationship right uh whatever i don't know
1: i think it's an ex-long-term relationship and i always
0: ask that i always ask whether it's a a dating situation or a married situation but in this case to answer your question directly no you're not wrong for not wanting hurt back in your life Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that listen because this goes into soul ties connects to levels of forgiveness right or it connects to the idea of forgiveness just because you don't for for, let me say it like this so that you guys can type it out. Yeah. Forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. That's right. Forgiveness does not. Somebody write that down. Forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. No, you're not wrong about it. Now what happens is, is that people who typically want our, typically want us back, male or female, they usually reach out to us and they reach out to us and they say, I don't care whether you respond or not, but I just want you to know. And what they're doing is they're pressuring us because they're affected Mm -hmm. and they will utilize forgiveness. They will utilize the word. They will utilize your friends. They will utilize your family. They will utilize anything to make you feel guilty for not receiving them back in your life. This is your doggone life. And you don't have to have people who hurt you in it. You don't have to. Right. It, it, there's there's no rule whatsoever that says you do. You don't. You have. You are a free will human being. That's right. And forgiveness means that you owe me nothing. You just not allowed in my store no more.
1: <laughs> and but I don't you, owe you
0: nothing. And I don't owe you nothing. Yes, you stole some things from me, but you owe me nothing. That's right. The, the 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 i i have cleared the slate it's over with we're done there's nothing wrong with that mhm i have no i have no problem i i have no problem it doesn't mean that you're i mean hey if you got to cut somebody off you got to cut them off listen and understand me clearly because i believe that those people who are our enemies in our lives must see us love them in a particular way in a christ-like way yeah that leads them closer to god and leads them closer to christ they should see us demonstrate christ in our lives however if someone is holding a sword you're not you're not trying to grab the sword you are supposed to you are supposed to protect your life right you understand what i'm saying yes okay
1: yeah, that was, uh, that that, that's it. that was the last question that I saw.
0: KC says something. She said, I think we probably covered it, but I saw it a long time ago. I saw it a long time. She said, why is it? I think it was, why is it so hard to break soul ties? And I think we basically covered that. The reason why it's so hard is because you're molded by it. You're changed by it. You're literally changed by everyone in your life that you interact with on an affectionate and intimate level. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Everyone everybody everyone you continue to grow you continue do you realize that you continue to grow you're growing right now mhm as our bodies change you grow it's like um it's like typing when you type when you first started typing now I'm older so I took typing classes right <laughs> so I I used to type like this like back a in monkey. back in high school right I used to type like that now it's like it's like playing the keys the reason why is because I have developed the skills and my body has responded to developing the skills that it did develop the neural network in order to allow that kind of synapses to go on mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I'm able to do that in a faster pace without thinking it's like tying your shoe it's like riding a bike mm-hmm. it's like whatever you do that's well okay hmm whatever you do well and whatever bad habit you do well as well biting your nails or something of that nature so it becomes harder to break something that's part of you.
1: Make sense? Yes. It, here's the thing. Um, whether it's, It becomes hard to break what you've become. That's good. It, it's hard to break what you've become. It's a habit. Everything in our lives, everything that we do shapes us. Mm -hmm. our environment shapes us what we that's why this whole thing about protecting your energy i understand part of it is you know keeping a clear mind staying stress-free and all of that but protecting your space and your energy and your environment also has everything to do with what you're allowing to say to you and what you're allowing it to say about you and so all of these things that we surround ourselves with all of these things that we do it begins to shape who we are and because it becomes a habit we don't see that there's anything wrong with it until we begin to attract the same types of things over and over again. And it's like, okay, well, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. You've allowed your habits to mold and run and go into it and grow into a place that is unhealthy for you. That's why it's hard because how many people have drug addicts in their family and i'm using this because your brain literally functions like a drug addict once it becomes a habit but how many drug addicts do we have in our family that we keep telling them over and over again that something is bad for them right over and over again that that you need to stop doing this it's going to kill you but because it has become a habit they cannot help but continue on down that path nobody can help you but you when you're in that place right there that's why it's so hard because nobody's gonna pull you out of it nobody's gonna come in there and shake you out of it or anything like that it's hard because it has become a part of you and even if it does not feel good it still has comforted you absolutely In where you are
0: absolutely uh, nika's uh nika queen asks: is it possible to break your soul tie with your soulmate After they pass away. This question is so, so important to me because I'm married now with this question. Listen to me. It's possible. But what that that particular type breaking is, is, is dealing with grief. Yeah. So that's the one
1: that asked the one about the only being a sexual encounter, too. So I think I understand now her question. Right.
0: Right. Right. That I, I believe that has that has to do with grief. Grieving someone whom you loved and has passed away okay mm-hmm. and and getting to a point where you can he- where you can healthily grieve them and still move on with your life does that make sense mm-hmm. without you know without saying oh I don't love them uh, or because this is this is something totally different And so in that case, what we would recommend, we would recommend grief counseling, someone who is specialized in grief and maybe a little trauma, but grief, grief, definitely. Yeah. Does that make sense? But yes, that can help you.
1: Go ahead. Yeah. Um, And I'll say this because my mother was a widow and she remarried fairly quickly after my father passed away. Um, And and one of the things that I think that really hurt her grief um, was Uh, one of the things that hurt her was the idea that she married somebody who um, made it not safe for her to express her love and her grief for my father after he passed away and so I would say to you that I think it's very important that um, even your husband go to counseling with you at some point. Once you've gotten into a safe place where you're able to properly grieve and process that, I think it's important for you and your spouse to attend counseling together to help your spouse understand that the memory of your your husband, your late husband, it's not an ex, this is your late husband. The memory of your late husband does not threaten who he is in your life today. I think we have to be very careful with this because on your end, I want you to go to counseling by yourself because we want to make sure that you're also not drawing any sort of line of comparison between your current husband and your late husband as well if he feels if your current husband feels any of that that could help that could maybe cause him to be insensitive to the memory of your late husband but i think it's very important that you attend counseling and help you grieve but then you also have to be in a safe place where your current husband understands again that your late husband's memory is not a threat to your love for him to your devotion for him to how you are going to care for him and everything too
0: that's really good
1: that's oh, it. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I just no, thought that it. was
0: really, really good. Yeah. Okay, you ready, Bet? I'm ready. Okay, what's next?
1: So the next question, and I and I went to go find it. I'm just gonna pin this somewhere so I can have it every time it's asked.
0: Now we're five after the hour.
1: We're five after the hour. No, she just asked, um, how do you break soul ties? When children are involved, Lord, I think I posted it like so many times. I'm so sorry. Um, and well, now you know. Sorry. She said, when children are involved. And so what I did was I went and found the podcast episode um, where we actually, Kenyon actually came up with an amazing process. Yes, we have the Soul Ties Detox Program. And the program even talks more about um, really – creating some healthy boundaries um but the soul ties podcast where we actually walk through this can you created a, a definitely um a, a thought process for us speaking to, to follow before we even get into the soul ties detox program when children are involved how do we conduct ourselves how do we deal with the emotions that we're feeling yeah. how do we deal with the children in those situations and i think it's very important so definitely i pinned that there so you can listen to it on our website or you can go to um, the, the Soul Ties podcast Um, and see it there as well. But I pinned it and the actual, you can listen to it right there.
0: Absolutely. And can I say real quick, just because I understand I ha- I've had these continuous conversations with mothers who find themselves being manipulated by the fathers who don't want to cooperate. That was the last question, as a matter of fact. Yeah. But by fathers who are doing everything they can to be a pain in the butt so that they can push buttons or so that they can maintain (laughs) some level of control. Yeah. So what, and one of the biggest issues with mothers that I have found or that we have found and when talking to them is that my child is perishing because that person won't be who I want them to be Mm -hmm. for my child. I don't want no problem. I don't want no part of that. I just want them to act right towards my child. I take that personally. Right. Absolutely. And the problem with that, is while we understand it while we are we are empathetic to it we we really understand what you need for your child the the big thing is is that if they're not going if they if while they were with you Mm -hmm. they were not willing to be what you needed when they were with you they are going to be further from that without you they don't see the child they see the child as a tool or utensil to use against you so when they don't cooperate you have to develop plans in order to work around them as best you can in order to not need them and out in the um the podcast will tell you we'll walk you through those steps but you have to do that yes does that make sense yes thank you for listening to the soul ties podcast recorded live on facebook and distribute it to itunes and soundcloud now if you're on itunes we can't grow without you so help spread the love rate us leave a review and share your favorite episodes and don't forget to subscribe to the soul ties podcast so you won't miss any future topics or your questions being answered do you have questions that you want us to answer just visit relationshipgoals.tv that's Relationship Goals, all one word, dot TV. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.